G'day, everybody. Welcome to episode 24 of The Carlton Show. Uh, Andy Mar, Paul Barbaza, and Stephen Pertol here yet again. Uh, hello to you, Paul Barbaza. <laughs> <laughs> hello to you, Stephen Pertol. Howdy doody. Uh, pretty bleak week for probably the, only the second time this year, I reckon, we can walk away saying, uh, nah, not much to take away from that. Not much competitive about that performance. Not much really to like about the performance. Not, not much yet enthused about from that performance. Um, they've been few and far between. We said last week that it was a matter of hanging on uh, from this point going forward. But uh, I think we got pretty much what we half expected we were going to get this week. Yeah, we're out of our weight division, literally and figuratively this week. Um, the latter positions told a tale. And I thought on the field they were clearly bigger and stronger than us. It it was, that way, it, didn't it? I didn't see that as much before the game, but it was quite obvious watching it how easily we were manhandled and brushed aside and uh, probably more seasoned bodies who were able to run through for four quarters as well. You were st- have you woken up again yet? Have you had one of those one it, of the purple... It, it's quarter to 11, Andy. Well, I know, mate. The missus was a bit late home from the airport today, so mm. um, I've had you here stalled. G'day, Emma. I've had you, I've had you here stalled for a while, but mm. you've, you know you've, you've soldiered on. You haven't you haven't yeah. complained about it at all. You haven't no. you haven't sucked and moaned, no. which is great no. for you, yeah. really. And now, we, now we now we have to talk about last night. Uh, before we do that, mm. uh, the obligatory naming of the episode in honour of, I think we're all universal on this one, aren't we? Yeah, it was a pretty average number. Twenty four. Oh, terrible. <laughs> all right. <laughs> With all due shocking. respect to those who have worn oh, it shocking for number. us. Oh, yeah. Maddie Allen. Maddie Allen. The yeah, big fella. Yeah, for sure. Ruckman, uh, I think his career span from it was 94 to 2003. Cut short by injury yeah. too, I reckon, in mm. his prime. He finished at Essendon, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He had foot problems. I don't know, he might have had foot problems, the big agate. Yeah. Uh, they just, he, remember, he was a, at his best, he was a mm. big, mobile. Mm. That's a good Ruckman. Yeah, he was a Left good footer. player. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, he was. He yeah, was a yeah, bad no, good player. Yeah, record, you know record holder in the jumper and BNF winner in 99 and must have played in that 99 prelim, yeah. that famous prelim. Yeah, he certainly played in the grand final. He might have been All-Australian. Was he? He was certainly an All-Australian. Oh, he's, he's in contention. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. You reckon we might have researched that before we came on air and had those facts and figures? Well, in front of us. Yeah, a little bit flat, you know, a little bit flat, Andy. So. Yeah. Uh, righto. Um, so, you know, luminaries, luminaries the world over are coming out saying that we've gone backwards, uh, that uh, this is a um, – we're a poorer side this year than we were last year. A couple of the old sparring partners of the Carlton Footy Club have yeah. decided now's a good time to... They've probably been waiting for another poor performance so they can uh, lay the boots in again. Which luminaries? Well, one in particular. Kay Corns has decided today oh, to say no. that we've gone but backwards. Really? Dyla quotes, bloody popped his head up again, has <laughs> he? <laughs> Give me a break. No, he's yeah. not a luminary. No, he's a good player. Do they pay him by the, by the word, that player. bloke, or yeah. what? No, no, I'm, I just think he's got us in the gun. And you know what I think happened? The last time he lined us up, he and Lloydy. So Lloydy, I think Lordo might have uh, had a go again, but I know that Kane Corn certainly did. I reckon since they piped up last time, we've made them look a bit stupid. Mm. And they've just been waiting, waiting, yeah, zig and zag, waiting. Well, zig and zag. He only makes two points, Corns. He made two points. points. He said, oh, they've gone backwards as a club. And they said, oh, why is that? He says, oh... They've only won five games, and last year they won seven. Mm-hmm. That's his first point, uh-huh. point one. Gee, that's trim- that's an awesome no, point, de- that is. Point two depth, depth is that oh, they haven't gone over 100 points, and they've kicked 21 goals less than Brisbane. Right. Okay, so it doesn't... What about the fact that we've kept sides mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. an average, I think, of about 80 points a game? Um, we know what we've done defensively throughout the whole year. And I was really happy to hear... And Nathan Brown? Nathan Brown piped up. Absolutely pipe up and ripped him to shreds. Ripped him to shreds and just said, you've got no idea. Well, I think Billy might have chimed uh, in over the top I think top Billy as well, chimed in as well. Yeah. You know, we've been, as we know, we don't have to tell the people listening, we've been involved in many, many games this year, up to our ears, late, in deep into the last. So th- we've played countless um, uh, Young players this year, so thirty-nine players. We played more players than any other yeah. side of the comp this year. Yeah. Kane Corn, seriously, mate, you've got no idea, mate. Just no idea. What Just what, what up, strikes Lawrence. me is how <laughs> obvious Kane Corns is. I mean, it's the low-hanging 
fruit syndrome with him every week that you know it's it's like the herald sun back page oh, i can read the the headline of the back page thanks mate you know it's, i really need to <laughs> hear the obvious but a bit of insight and intelligence if you want to get bang for buck mate mm-hmm. Come up with something constructive. Yeah, Seriously. I agree. I agree. if you've got no insight, you're not adding value to anything oh, you actually oh, do. He has every entitlement to say what he said. Spot I don't on. mind no, that. No, not at all. Go your hardest. But put some facts in front of us. Put some absolute facts in front of all of us to say, right, this is exactly why. And go through it one by one. The bullshit that he comes up with. Mm-hmm. Mate, he's got no idea. The problem is, boys, um, and we're talking, you know, reaction to the loss more than we're actually talking about the performance, but um, there are Carlton supporters. There are Carlton supporters this week. Well, I believe they're Carlton supporters. I don't know them personally, but I'm seeing people copy comments into, you know, social media timelines and things like this. If you understood, if you were on Twitter, Gecko, you know what I was talking about. People saying that, Brendan Bolt, uh, he's got no idea. His game plan sucks. Uh, they've got a sack in. This bloke's no good. There are actual, there are Carlton supporters now who are saying this. And so you can, we can say what we like about a Kane Corns, who is clearly, you know, a bit of shock jock and wants to get a reaction from probably people like us. So he's had his little win. But when you see Carlton supporters buying the shit that they're dishing up and consuming it and jumping on the bandwagon, you start to wonder, what, am I, were we seeing it wrong? Like, are we actually no. seeing it wrong, you know? Because I couldn't be at a further extremity from any of those views. Sack the coach. No, give me a spell. Gone backwards. Give me a spell. These, these things are not what we're seeing. It's not, a, as we said at the start of the year, and we said it every, it's not a, don't, don't assess this year's performance, this team's development, on wins and losses this year. There will be a time and a place for that. Hmm. There will be a time and a place where the numbers stack up and that is what the bottom line is all about. That is what you will keep your job on or not. But it's not for now. We all know that it's not for now. When you've got seven kids in the side, I mean, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, I mean, honestly, what, what are we expecting? Like, What they've done so far this year has been, personally, yep. it's been over and above what I actually thought we'd do this year. Yep. Uh, even in terms of wins and losses. Um, I came away from the game on the weekend feeling a little bit angry. and um, About the performance. About the, the performance, particularly that first quarter, and then the four overall four-quarter performance of no resistance didn't you know get back into the game at all, yep. at all, and never even looked like it, never even felt like it. I was actually... Um, I felt for the coach a little bit on this one. I'm not calling for his head. I'm just felt for him because I felt that he went to bat for the side on his presser on During Thursday week, or I Friday, agree, and he and he and he came out and said, you know, I feel that I know that this Carlton team on the weekend will be a determined Carlton team, and you know, when the coach comes out and says that, and then you put in a performance like this with no. Uh, I don't know, it just felt that we just rolled over pretty easily. And look, they have their meetings during the week. They talk during the week. They, he watches them train during the week. He must have felt something to say something like that. And I, I was a bit embarrassed for him that the team didn't react at all. They might they might have reacted for 10 minutes in the first 10 minutes, and that's, that's yep. it. Yep. That's it. That's it. I thought the coach was not only speaking as a rallying cry to the public, but I think he was also aware that those words are going to be heard internally as well. I think it was a a call to arms for one last sort of uh, effort for the, you know, that what's coming ahead for these final five or six games. Um, You know, we're not, we're not going to just sort of lie down at this stage of the season and, and allow what everyone else might think is going to happen to us, we're going to actually make sure we fight this thing out to the end of the season. So, you know, I think it was um, it was an, it was to raise an effort from everyone around the Carlton sort of the, the club. But the reality is that um, we can only really do what we're capable of physically, mentally. Uh, at this point in time, and I think the resources are running reasonably low. 
you've got to realise, look, a number of things from my point of view. A, we played a side that was in contention, fighting for a, a top four position. So, you know, and within that structure, within their team, they've got people fighting for their positions within their team. So they're going to get a very even performance all the way down to the to the uh, the last home and away game from the Geelong point of view, trying to get a finals berth. Um, and it's the reverse for us. We're really got the lifeboats out and trying to sort of sustain, stay afloat and, and sort of maintain our physical and mental uh, presence with not a lot of... Um, Oars in the water. Yeah, but yeah, but we don't have a lot to play for other than some self-esteem in a way. Do you want to say something about that? Well, yeah, I do. I do because, you know, he's actually put it fairly and squarely back on him after the match too in saying that we've got four weeks to go. Don't just roll over for the last four weeks. Try and get something out of it. So... In the coach's ideas, he still thinks there's four weeks to play. You just don't go out there and and I felt that we, you know, rolled over a little bit in this game. So we got whoever we've got in the next four weeks: Essendon, West Coast, Hawthorne, Sydney. All four sides in similar positions. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You know that they're yeah. all fighting for top four spots, Big, eight spots. Season, you know, absolutely, yep, yep, absolutely. Yep. Now let's see what let's see what we've got. In the last four weeks, and I'm not saying that we'll cop, probably cop a couple of hammerings along the way, but I'd like to think that we've got one or two left in us, not in terms of wins and losses. This this loss on the weekend, whatever it was, 11 goals? Yeah. yeah. It's not the margin that hurts me. It's the way that we went about losing that game. And, and honestly, sitting there, watching that game live, feeling the, um, the lack of... Um, Intensity on the ground, the feeling around the ground and the crowd it was too, so flat, it was so it? flat yeah, yeah. that the crowd could see we're in big trouble here, yeah. and I don't think we're going to do anything about coming back. So, after all the things that Brendan Bolton said during the week, um, it was clear about 20 minutes into the game, after our little early rally, mm. it was clear from about 20 minutes into the game, that we were really missing the two blokes that aren't out. Oh. Cripps and Kerno, oh, massive, massive uh, outs. In, in For a team that wants to get back on the front foot and stand in front of what's coming at it, those two blokes are probably Absolutely. as important as any other, right? 100%. So the next two, the next two outside of Matt Cruiser, the next two in the middle of the ground who can actually do something... Mark Murphy and Bryce Gibbs, yep. and and I was thinking, okay, don't just be don't just be Pollyanna about this, right? Really, if I was going to be really brutal um, in assessing this team that went out on Saturday night, the twenty-two, if I wanted to be really critical of it, what would my critical observation be? My really honest, no holds barred critical observation be, and I came up, I came down to one. Um, word and it was leadership and it's I'm not saying we are bereft of leadership but it's not the in in that sort of game with our list the way it is it's the wrong sort of leadership Mark Murphy and Bryce Gibbs are a soft touch leadership I think they're they're introverted they're not aggressive they're not in your face they're not going to knock someone over they're not going to come at the opposition with 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 force they're not going to do any of that. They're going to try their hardest, and they're going to try and beat you with pure football. But if they can't beat you with football, they can't rely on anything else. They can't knock someone over. No. They can't draw blood. They can't make a physical statement um, in in the face of the sort of adversity that we yep. met the other night. And we needed more the other night. Now, they can't give it. Mm. So as part of the evolution of this list... The reality is that Mark Murphy and Bryce Gibbs, no matter what their futures look like, and with Gibbsy, no matter where it might be, the future of this club needs to go be, no, needs to go past Mark Murphy and Bryce no Gibbs as quickly whatsoever. as possible. As quickly as Absolutely. possible. Does yeah, that all make sense to you? And oh, I was, I was talking, very much so. talking about you know before talking about, the show. I do, mate. Yeah. I do. That you know, as a result of Cripper and Ed Kerno not being in the game, 
It meant that Cruz is the only one who can stand up with a strong body. Yep. It also means that the next layer of the in the midfield onion is that Gibbs and Murphy have to play both an inside and have to compromise their outside game as a result of that inside game. Gibbs for the second week gets tagged. I saw that one coming a long yep. way out it with Scott Selwood. Yep. But to his credit, he actually did what he didn't do last week, and he went to the next guy, and he went to Selwood, he went to Dangerfield, Dangerfield when he had to do it, and, and tried to at least halve the contest in the tagging sort of duel. Um, so at least they learnt, he learnt something out of last week, probably a game too late, but to his credit, he fought it, he fought it out at that level, and I, I at least thought that was something. He he. Yeah, I give him credit for that. You like know? he didn't, he didn't. I reckon he half chucked it in the week before. Yeah. Too hard, eight, not going to work for eight him. Eight not good yeah, enough. Yeah, no, nah, I reckon he half chucked it in last week. I don't reckon he did that this week. He was, he was a, it was a marginal contributor, but he wasn't out of the contest. Yeah. So I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. And I'm just wondering that because of that compromise in the inside game, they have to give. It also tends to affect the outside game as well. Maybe I don't know if that's an out when I say this or not because. You see the opportunities when they do have a bit of time and space and they were still coughing up a few fur balls between them. They were missing targets, making poor decisions occasionally. And you just wonder, is that where their head is? Are they a bit sort of dizzy with the, you know, with the buffeting and the, and the, the, and the, the congestion of the yeah, game? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I, and I, I want to sort of... I don't, I don't want to go too hard at them because they're really at a really hard place at this point in time. I agree. But, uh, yeah, look, continue if you want to with you, what you're No, that was – I kind of got to – that. I'm, I'm glad I got to the end of what I wanted to say yeah, about that. Yeah. Well, the two that had to stand up were the two you mentioned. The two that always stand up for the opposition probably weren't that effective. I thought Sam Kerridge did a really admirable job on Joel Selwood. Correct. I thought he did. Yeah, I thought no, in fact no. I reckon he probably beat him on the night. Probably our best midfield. And Danger really. Danger probably coasted, got his couple of goals, but it that wasn't a danger field ball no, burster no, by any stretch no, of the imagination. No, no. So in one way, with those two down a tad, had they have brought it, this was a hundred plus. Mm. And it actually felt like a hundred plus to me. The two that we mentioned uh, probably had similar effect on the game as the other two. And as Gecko alluded to, our next tier is drops away quite quickly. Mm. Now, mm. now, their second tier lifted. Like they, they just, uh, you know, Mitch it was, Duncan, it was an evenness. Mur- Murdoch. Who are these yeah. blokes? Murdoch's played seriously. Yeah, but this is the thing. Like I tipped three things going into this game. A, there was a possibility that Geelong might be slightly off after an intense game they had with Adelaide in finals-like conditions last week. Mm-hmm. I thought we might be a sneaky chance as a result of that. I was proven wrong only in that, as you said. Uh, Dangerfield and Selwood didn't have significant games, but the evenness of the rest of the team compensated for that. And that's what we don't have. Mm. The other two things I thought were in our favour was that um, we might get a... What was I trying to say? Two things. Let me read. I thought Jones, Liam Jones was going to have uh, a perfect matchup for uh, the big fella. Hawkins. Hawkins. Who... Uh, now, for whatever reason, uh, Jones wasn't assigned him as a as a full-on man-to-man target from the first bounce. Weedering was given the role for mm. significant parts of the first half, and I was scratching my head as to why. What were they trying to prove there? Were they throwing it to Weedering and saying, we're, we're going to give you a, 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 an assignment tonight and we want to see you stand up? Because that failed miserably. And... I just thought, why even gamble in that fashion when you know historically again, learn from history, that he he drives us mental Hawkins every time we play him. We had the perfect man for him in this game and he should have been set for him and Jones should have been told, do not leave this guy from start to finish. And we, 
it's like we gave him a red carpet for the night. He was running around and he collected twenty seven freaking oh, no, disposals. But they allowed him. They allowed him to go up the ground, and I didn't see anyone following him up there. Jones, he just had to stay with him for yeah. the night. Yeah. Perfect. He, he just what was going on, him and just said, "Yeah, go up there." But he was doing damage. So for me, that was a massive cross. All right, and I'd never got to see whether we were going to win or lose that contest right there. Uh there was one other thing, but I've forgotten. I'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so keep going. Basically, the second, the second and third layers of Geelong's team yep. yeah, are much more evolved oh, than ours, and absolutely. that was the, that was the difference yeah. ultimately. I, I will stick up for one fellow though, who's had mm, an indifferent year for us, uh, a first year player who got thrown to the wolves early in the piece. Uh, SPS, oh, you know, like. 20 possessions, 13 contested, 10 tackles. He's a guy, he's a whippet. He's a dead set whippet. And he actually just goes where other people don't go. Mm. He's cat-like. He preys on you. He's not afraid to put his body on the line. Um, I actually felt that he was one of those, he's not second tier. He, he will be, he is at, he will be yeah, at the moment, yeah, at the he's moment second he's tier. Yeah. I felt that he was one that really stood up, you know, and when he's got the ball, generally something happens. He's quite smart with it. Mm. A couple of things don't come off for he him. Tries, he, 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 you know, he tries. He's he trying go, things. Yeah, so yeah. he will go, he will try and hit the one up in the middle. He will try and use the corridor. He does see things that other blokes don't. Um, so I felt that at least he gave something and carriage was there, but uh, it's... You know, then you come down to Cunningham and Fisher, who had, you know, seven possessions, eight possessions. So they're the, I don't know, are they the Mitch Duncans or the... Well, they are, and Dave uh, Cunningham. Will they be, are. will yeah. be down yeah. the track, will yeah. be. Okay. No doubt. Yeah. So, so the other one thing Kerridge did that no, none of the other guys do, he kicked long into the 50. Yeah. Mm. And on at least three occasions up to about the first three quarters, and every one of those kicks caused a dangerous situation. To, to Sam Kerridge's credit... And this was the big watch on Kerridge. And Carlton supporters, um, I reckon, by and large, have made up their mind about... Oh, not, not all of us, but there's a, there's a percentage of Carlton supporters who made up their mind about Kerridge. But since he's come back in this time, um, before the Melbourne game... Yep. So he's been in for maybe... Three or four weeks four, in a row. I reckon he has. He's still made the odd blue here and there. But That's they his all best do. footy I've seen oh, him play. He's playing the percentages. And he's he was, keeping it pretty simple. He's you know? effective, he was effective at 74%, the third best in the team. I thought, he, I thought he was outstanding. And plenty contested. Now, he got plenty I, I contested. I will preface ball. that 14. by saying he, he benefited from the fact that Murphy and Gibbs had to play their roles. He was the third man in that, in that group who didn't get... The, the the sort of molestation. That's the other true, but he did. was he was very job conscious on the night, so it wasn't as yes, like he was just. Yes, just, he did it's not play. Like he just went ball played his hunting. role yeah, at stoppages yeah, for yeah. sure, but yeah. he he got out on the outside where the other two really. I don't know whether they could or they couldn't, or their bodies didn't allow them. I don't know, but Kerridge was the more effective of those outside mids on the night, almost. Yeah, which is, I, I uh, thought he did a great job. Yeah, too. he did. He did. Oh, look, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Petrescu yeah. Seaton's game. I'm oh, no, it was, it was a ripper. I just wanted to focus on um, the, the anger that comes with um, that game for me was uh, purely the first quarter, predominantly the first quarter, because I thought that if we're, if we're going to show something, it had to happen early in the game. Mm. You know, you can't give Geelong five, eight goals head start and reel him in or, you know, try and come back at them. So I thought, you know, early in the match, that first and second quarter, I thought, okay, I want to sit down and really let's see what we've got, you know. And early doors, it was okay, you know. But it was evident after about the first 10 minutes, that 12 shots at goal, 18 inside 50s, mm. right? Largely because of... Now, listen to these names for blokes who... Senior players who, by hand and by foot, and miss tackles and miss marks. These are senior players. Oh, yeah. Right? You've got Murph, Mr. Mr. Tackle in the, uh, Mr. Handball in the middle. Yep. Uh, and by foot, he, he won a clearance and just blatantly just kicked it wherever. The Hawkins right? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you had uh, White... Um, missed a target by 20 metres. Why did he take that kick? I don't know. Well, I, I saw, did you see we... what the coach said? No, what did he say? 
I can't say. This is what we said about Simon but White. It was. Don't yeah. take that inside kick, Simon. But he took it. I can't believe he did it. Yeah. I was pulling the hair out when he. Mm. Do you remember the kick? The he short... was trying to do something, but he completely oh, miskicked it. And then you got. I don't know if he changed his the... mind as he kicked it, or... but he was no. There was no one no. near it. <laughs> and then he missed the a mark, a, a soda mark, right? Gibbs, Gibbs, back pocket, gets the ball, open space, looks down the wing. Kicks to a three-on-three, 50 metres down the wing. Ball just comes straight back in again. Didn't look down the corridor. Didn't look to the right. Just kicks it, you know, blatant, all over the place. Uh, Simo, instead of tackling, puts a bump on. They get a shot at goal. And this followed on into the second quarter (laughs) to Gibbs, Doherty, Plowman through the middle. And Lockie was trying to do something, received the ball back in the middle, chipped it over the top, missed, a, missed us completely, ball just rebounds, shot on goal. Not all of these resulted in goals, by the way, but plenty they resulted did. on shots plenty, on goals. Plenty yeah. of overs. Yeah, yep. And then you had Weedering out-positioned, out I think, um, I think he out-positioned um, Dangerfield in a marking contest on the outer wing, right in, right in front of where I sit. He out-positioned him beautifully in a marking contest, but then put up the one juke, dropped the mark, Dangerfield got it back again, inboard, shot on goal. I think they actually missed that one. So there's all these things in the first half that our senior... Weedering's not senior, but the rest were senior players Mm. that couldn't hit targets, couldn't make the right decisions. So straight away, it puts the whole side, I feel in terms of the young kids, you know, these you talk about leadership, right? It needed better leadership mm. qualities. And if it was just... if they sh- Their leadership qualities of, is how they play. It's not by brutal strength. So yeah. the fact that they were missing these situations, it becomes a cancer through the whole side. And unfortunately, the second half, I'm, I, did, I stopped even worrying about all that stuff in the second half and just... Purely looked at some individuals, and most of them were youngsters, to be honest with you. Mm. Most of them were youngsters in the second half that looked at. And, you know, there was a guy that copped a, a, a sore shoulder and he copped a stinger in the first quarter, Willow. Uh, Willow. Tommy, yep. He did and didn't have a, a great game by any stretch. But I saw him in the last quarter when, well, obviously, we were miles behind and nothing to play for. I saw him chased down three Geelong blokes in the same passage of play. He went from one to the other to the other. And he was hurting. He was really hurting. But he just kept digging in. Mm. I don't actually think he he laid a hand on any of the three. Mm. Uh, You know, he didn't put the final tackle. But I saw him and I I just watched him and thought, he's a kid. He's a kid and he's busting his ass Mm. to get to one contest, make it two. No, I'll make it a third, right? And I could see the grimace on his face as if like, God, this is hurting, but he kept going. He didn't get there, but you know what? He remembers one day after another four or five pre-seasons, he'll nab all three of them. Hmm. And I just thought it was little things like that. I agree, mate. I like watching the little hmm. things when the game is, look, the, the game was gone. Hmm. The second half was a blur to me, <laughs> an absolute blur. Um, and yeah, you just see little things. I thought, you know, even little Fisher, he doesn't get enough of the ball, but geez, he harasses, geez, he, I reckon he's, his hassle is all right, but he just, he's got, he needs to, he's gonna, uh, there's going to be a moment for him when he will trust his ability Mm. to just get his hands Mm. on the footy before he worries about the next thing. I reckon he's so, he's so keen to get it and do something with it that he actually sometimes forgets about getting it. Yeah. And because he's easily tackled at this level at the moment, like he can't he can he can jink his way past a tackle, mm. but if someone at this level gets their hands on him, well he's caught. So I reckon he's so he's in this he's in this kind of um he's like the whirling dervish a bit at the moment, mm. uh, Zach. He wants to he needs to blind the opposition players with the speed of body and speed of mind and deft hand. Because he can't, he knows he can't break a tackle, but he's just got to get the fundamental right, and that is 
Get your hand on the footy. First. First. Yep. Just yep. take clean possession. Yeah. If you get caught with the footy thereafter, well, we're, we're going to cop that. We're yeah. going to cop that. But I reckon he's going to be clever enough to keep his hands free of the tackle and find a way of getting... I think mm. he wants to run out of traffic and away from... I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of faith in this kid. I, I, can, yeah, I, I reckon he's no made problem. of the right yeah. stuff. Yeah. I reckon he's, he's made he's, of the right he's stuff. He's going through uh, an initiation of yep. mag- high magnitude, just going through the, the intensity of the contest. Mm. You know, he's in AFL. This is the highest standard of football you can get. And he's in year one. <laughs> and he's, he's playing in, in the most intensive part of the contest every week. He's coming through it. And he's getting valuable experience. I mean, he's he's not he's clearly going to be a better player. Can I just go back forward. one week? Yeah, of course. If that's okay. Um, I really wanted to say something about uh, Little Fish at the end of the game against Brisbane last week, Sword, and yeah. we basically talked about it after the show last week. And that caption after the the game was finished against Brisbane, and and it was a bad loss. You know, no one likes to lose to the bottom side. And he went up to Simo, and they embraced. I reckon Simo went up to him. Oh, was it? Okay. I reckon, I reckon okay. Simo, oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep. But, but six one half enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And he just patted Simo on the Carlton symbol. Mm. And I don't know what words were exchanged. I would have loved to have heard what words were exchanged. And I can't even imagine what words were exchanged. But just to see him go up to Simo uh, after the game and embrace... It was a special moment, and and I can only imagine that. Well, I don't know. What do what do you reckon? Possibly, what words could have got exchanged well, there? Here's I'd, what I reckon. Here's what yeah. I reckon. Right? I reckon Simo, Simo, Kate Simpson would be rated highly <laughs> by all great Carlton players of years gone by, Premiership winning players, greats of the game. They would look at some players in this team and go, "No, nah, not for me." But in and players of the recent past, I reckon, mm. and that, but they would look at Cade Simpson and say, I, "I like the way you go about it. You could play in my team, mate. I'd, I'd be happy to have you alongside me." And I reckon Simo sees that in Cade's in Zach Fisher. Mm. I reckon he sees it in Fisher, and I reckon there was a bit of she'll be right. You're going to be okay. Mm. Good effort. Better day. Mm. Cade Simpson's first four games. Didn't touch the footy. No, no, I remember. Didn't yeah. touch the footy in his yeah. first four yeah. games. That was 300 games ago, folks. Mm. Did not touch the ball in his first four games. Can you remember what you were saying about Cade Simpson? Okay, so just take a big, deep breath. Yeah, good example. Do you know what Great I mean? Great example, yeah. No, perfect example. So, Simpson's, yeah. so Simpson has worked his way through the physical challenges that he's had to overcome i.e. he's not very big, mm. but he's put himself on the line to become an absolutely outstanding yeah. player. You know what? He's become a champion of the football club, Kate. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. Champion of the football no club. Struggle no on the weekend, but no yeah, doubt. No, no, but he's found it. You know. I reckon he's hit the wall. I reckon, oh, yeah, I reckon he's oh, hit yeah. the wall big time. Oh, yeah. You can tell by his kicking. Uh, Cooter wasn't an overnight sensation. No. You know, uh, I, bet you, I bet you there wasn't too many people watching the reserves back then when Cooter was tearing them a new one. I, I, used to, I, didn't, I didn't watch the reserves back then, but I certainly looked at the best players and he was in the best three or four week in, week out. Would have meant a lot of people that knew Kuda Fides back then. No chance. And then it took him plenty of games to become what he became. I think what we're trying to say is, folks, is um, these are examples of club legends. Mm. Kuda Fides, Simpson. Not overnight sensations. Mm. When you, when you want to talk about the coach getting the arse, I think you've got to give him another three years. I don't think Greg Williams was an overnight sensation. I think Greg, uh, he had to go. Uh, think, no, he was not. I think Diesel had to jump through a few. No, hoops, he, you know, at Carlton first, yep. then to Geelong, yep. and they offloaded yep. him to too Sydney, slow, mate. Yep. Too and slow. then back. Exactly. So there's examples. If you're clever enough out there to listen to what we're actually saying here, and I think I know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Um, you've got to read between the lines. You've got to have some bloody patience. We've been saying about patience all year long. The fact that I was angry on the weekend, it's not because we lost the game. I didn't. I felt we had something more to offer. It didn't come out. So be it. But there's 10 goal losses that you walk away thinking yeah. they've done what they could. Yeah. Yeah. And there's 10 goal losses that you yeah. think, wow, that yeah. was not a good one. Yeah. Uh, that's That's all. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know... You know, 65% efficiency 
Um, 278 possessions, 97 handballs only. 155 minus uncontested possessions. Yeah, only like, 72 marks. So the uncontested, just on the uncontested possessions, we're not, we don't, anyone who listens to this podcast regularly knows that we reference stats every now and yeah. again, but we're not driving our nah. opinions on stats, right? People can look at their own stats. But fatigue is clearly a factor with this group. They can't cover the ground. They can't spread the way they want. And when they play against a side that can and is, we are in we're in a bit of trouble at the moment. Particularly, mm. we're in a bit of trouble. Particularly when you're playing against a side like Geelong, who under not a lot of pressure the other night controlled the footy, you know, with a fair degree of ease. Uncontested possessions at half time, sixty one us, one hundred and thirty seven them. At half time, sixty one v one hundred and thirty seven uncontested. It was one forty four to two ninety nine at the end. As you said, one hundred and fifty differential. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know champion datas, but that must be close to a record differential. Oh, I wouldn't know. I really wouldn't know, but that's an almighty spanking. Oh, I, I, inside 50s, 39 v 65. Can I just say... Oh, keep going. No, I want no, to say something on that one, actually. And Mark's inside 57 v 20. So no. in a couple of just very basic, but I think important statistical categories that represent our ability to get to the footy or get to the man with the footy, cover an opponent with the ball, we couldn't get there. No. We physically couldn't get there. And the no. one thing you can say, the, what, sorry, the one thing you can't say about this Carlton side is that they, they don't know how to defend and that they don't know how to, on, on 2017's evidence, they don't know how to shut down an opposition team. We know they can do that. That's what they've been doing all year. Mm. They couldn't do it on Saturday no. night. They no. were physically unable to do it on Saturday night. Physically unable. Yeah. They, they just, like you said it at the start, they, they yeah. just couldn't physically do it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not making excuses, but, no. it, but it was obvious to the eye and the numbers just backed it up. Yeah. I think the last three weeks, the three sides we've played against have all gone very quickly and thought, yep. well, if we go quick against this mob, they won't get back quick enough. They won't throw men back. Um, we haven't thrown men back in the last... Three weeks, no, I don't no, think. No. Don't think. Like the sweeper roll and the extra. So there might be a little bit of the coach sort of saying, Well, look, yeah, okay. I've we've 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 sorted this out during the year and we've kept oppositions to low scores. Now we might want to sort of open things up a little bit, well, play much- a little bit of one on one, see what we're made of, and if the scoreboard gets against us, we'll say be it. Well, Marchbank's been our best interceptor all year. Yeah, we, can't, in- get, you can't, we can't get one. Well, but what, where did Marchbank play on the weekend? He was way so much higher up the ground on the weekend mm. than he was in the first half of the season when he was leading the competition in intercept mm. marks. Well, yeah. intercept marks, it was Plowman, Marchbank, uh, Doherty, oh, Simo a little bit, Weedering a tad. Then you had Jones came in. He was playing that role. But oh, I don't see many intercept marks no. at the moment. and no. And... So, getting back to the inside 50s, right? Inside 50s for them, 65, that's enormous, right? But they had 30, 33 shots at goal. Mm. So, they virtually had a shot at goal every second time they went inside their 50. So did we. Mm. We only went in a lousy 39 times. We've had 18 looks ourselves, mm. right? Again, we had every time, every time we go in, we're having a look every second time too. <laughs> so it'd be nice if we had a, you know, had an extra ten in there and took ten away from them, and the game come it comes back a little bit our way. Fact is, we don't have the guys that can get it in there enough. We we a midfield so, so shallow at the so moment. It, it, I thought that was a reasonable stat that you can sort of look at and think, in a shocking performance, that at least you are getting. You go, every time you go in there, you're having a look every second time. Well, we got the same, same stat as there. Yeah, no, I, I don't <laughs> disagree with that. I think there were moments in the game where you got, you had to look hard and you had to have a pretty good imagination. But I reckon there were times when you thought, ah, that's what it's going to look like. That's what it's going to look like. Harry, Charlie, maybe Levi, maybe Paddy Kerr, whoever it is, that's what it's going to look like. And I like it. One of I our like best it. passages of play ended up with a Charlie Curnow goal. Started from SPS down the other end, uh, and I think it was an intercept marked, and he, he took the little kick inside uh, the corridor and might have got a handball, another kick, and it ended up with uh, 
Charlie Kerno marking and kicking a goal. I remember turning around to whoever's around me at that stage and saying, because I was getting a little bit agitated and irate at that stage, I thought, and I said, well, well there's the future, yeah. right? Yeah. One up one end who knows what he's doing yeah. and one up the other end who finishes it off. So there's those little moments that you're right. You do see a little bit of what it could look at. The two goals that Mackay kicked, right? Oh, he got four special, touches. Special the two one. goals, the first one with a beautiful toe poke out from uh, Charlie. Well, he almost... He almost stuffed it he up. He almost did, but he realized. But then he, he realized he it. How quick did he think? Oh. oh, he thought so quickly with his with his head and just poked it out there. Was it what was it a thirty meter? Yeah, toe poke. Yeah. Mackay gets on it. Bloody puts the foot down and jags it. Yep. And then look, might have had one or two other moments, not too many more. But then in the last quarter, uh, what did he, did he fly from Mark or something? Yeah, he tapped it brought down it down to, to himself. Yeah. To, uh, and then got it back, yeah. and then, man, I was I was right behind that. He's kicked that from forty, right? A bun, a check side, check side mm. banana from forty and thread of the middle. Mm. Well, you've got to be excited. His highlights reel <laughs> in two weeks yep. would be enormous. Yep, in two lousy weeks, which he hasn't. You know, well, he's kicked uh, three. He's kicked, he's kicked three. three he's kicked three, three four, four or something. Three like that. four, yeah, yeah. something like. That. Probably but, gave but not a couple only that. Away. You would have loved it. His ball, the long direct ball to Levi in the first quarter, when he, he just sized it up, he took the mark at about, well, he got the footy, I think he took a mark at about 80, 85, mm. and just had a quick survey of what was in front of him, saw Levi one out, and yep. got the, that footy, which is the one that you're screaming out for, the smart the long mismatch, ball. Yeah. It was a beautiful yeah. kick from Harry. Beautiful kick. Yeah, I mean, he's getting the benefit on one-on-one contests, which he wasn't mm. getting in the twos because, you know, everyone knows that's where the ball's going. Then they just surround him and make a an ugly contest every time he gets to it. But, you know, he's he's got a good set of wheels. He gets out there and he and he moves and he, um, he seems to sort of cover ground really well for a guy his size. Um, there was a period in the second quarter from about the 20-minute mark in about three minutes he got his hands to about three in a row but they just didn't stick mm. he had that he just had this period where he could have really imposed himself again on the game but uh didn't didn't quite happen no they're all pack marks but um yeah he could have one went straight through the mitts he should have there, there was, was three in a row yeah, within yeah, the space yeah, of yeah, three minutes yeah, you're right. he, he took um, one yeah, he yeah. took one and they took it off him because uh oh, Levi got, got the, the free kick yeah, yeah, and kicked yeah, the goal yeah. but I'll tell you his opponent at that stage was Henderson yeah Henderson trailed him by I reckon oh, ten meters. Oh, he no. lost. He lost him completely, and Mackay just took off from him. And Hendo had no idea where See, he was. That, that, he gave up. Actually, Harry I'll McCoy, be honest with you, yeah. Hendo. If you watch the replay, he gave up Henderson. If Harry Mackay lines up on Lockie Henderson in two mm. years' time, Henderson's going to be shit. But that's the benefit of having a team of even performance because Hendo and Mackey both did bugger all. Yeah. But who cares? Yeah, that's they were, right. They're, yeah. They're, they were covered because the rest of the team's playing at a level where it didn't matter. But mm-hmm. it's the complete opposite for us. We've got you know less players doing the workload and and more players trying to sort of pinch hit and fill the gaps. It's just not working for us. So yeah. we had well, we end up having nine players who didn't get to double figures possession wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine. That's a lot. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks happened. in a row. Yep. And it's, it's just showing. On the it's converse, a red light. It's a red light for yeah. physical yeah. endurance and capabilities. On the converse, they had every player for Geelong got to double figures. Mm. Even that first game, what was his name number twelve? The tall bloke, hey, Wiley, Wiley Buzzer. Yeah, he got ten possessions. Yep. So, so you know, look, take it for what it's worth. I've calmed down a bit. I'll be sweet. We'll go. So the VFL has a good win. The VFL, and congratulations to the Northern Blues. That, oh. that was a gutsy win with a team that stretched to breaking point. It came out of nowhere, yeah, really. Yeah, it did. Oh. It did. That was a, that was a super win. There. Was, I know. I was watching. I was following online. I was getting that excited. that Whoever's doing the updates on um, the social media thread for the Northern Blues, doing Christian, a great Christian job. Christian Filippo and Paul That's Sebastiani. Chris, well, they're both doing a super job. Yeah, yeah well done to them both. And um, you can actually get a sense for the game to a degree. Hmm. Such were the instant nature of the updates. Um, and then I watched the highlights package that was cut, which is really just individual highlights mm. of players that do bits and pieces. To that end, I want Pickett in the team this week. 
I want him in the team this week. He seems to be on an upward curve. Bring him in this week. Bring it. Give him another look at the ice cream this week. Well, we need it. We need an injection of some description. He he ran a couple of blokes down. He ran in the open goal with a couple of bounces. He set a couple up. He kicked to himself. He. I don't know what his numbers were like in terms of pure stats, but I'll be very keen to to read Josh Fraser's update when it comes out on Tuesday or whenever it comes out because. Just based on you know social media updates and a three and a half minute highlights package, uh, he looked like he was at both ends, like both mm. ends of the spectrum. He was he was putting in, and I feel like he's he's got he's got something that we need to mine. No doubt. He's got something that this team needs badly, and we just if we could just get him in and let him have a. You know, a, a serviceable game at AFL level before this season's out. I reckon it will be good for him right through the off season. I mm. think it's important mm. that he has a game. Well, the main thing is he's he's going to earn his spot if he gets mm. another go. Mm. You got to earn your position if you're going to get a, a, a you know a promotion to the team. And you know, coming off a sh- you know pretty ordinary three or four weeks, he's clearly shown something in a side that's struggling. So that's that's a good sign. I would have thought. And I think what Gecko talks about a lot is that um, he's very conscious of players, not so much how they start a game, but how you finish the game. Mm. So obviously Pickett must have finished all right, mm. and that's so a that good way, yeah. trait to get into. If you're not doing much during the day, I, I, I have I, I preface it by saying I have no idea what his stats were. No, right, but it, it did look as if he came into the game late. He did, he did a bit in the last quarter by the sounds. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, I mean, that's the kind of quality that you want to see, I reckon. Does Christian Jacks get a game? He's kicked four. He's had a big last quarter. His later tackle kicked a goal. Now I think we're all we've we've I think we're on the record on this podcast. Anyone who listens to it knows that after the West Coast game last year, such a so poor was the effort from Jacks in that game that I reckon a lot of people are in Carlton who saw it probably made up their mind. Now it's not as if he's been stringing together. You know, week in, week out, good footy. He hasn't been. But he's kicked four on the weekend. Is there is there a spot for him? Is there Where does he fit in? I the don't team? know. This that's is the, that's the question. Now that Mackay's in, where does yeah, he no, fit in? I don't know. Um if Cruiser We're very top heavy if he if does. Cruiser misses, mm-hmm. does Levi does Levi have to spend more time on the ball? Does that give does that um, open up a possibly. spot inside forward fifty for Jacks? Possibly. Oh, I was gonna ask you blokes. If he does miss Cruz, this is my theory. I'd like to see um, McCready come into the side, mm. and I'd like to see Jones go in the ruck mm. with because uh, Gex does talk about him when it wants to see him up the ground a bit. Now he's got a bit of confidence now. Jonesy has played that role in the twos a little bit. Has got a good spring, and he's what one ninety eight. Yeah, big enough. He's big enough. Yep. So. Against the Bombers, I will say that, you know, you've got Joey Danaher and you've got uh, Hooker, so he'd be good to have down there. But can we roll the dice a little bit? I certainly don't don't want them to bring Gorringe in for, no. my, for me, no. right? So I would go with Levi and Jones. And the Jones thing would be even looking further down the track, for me, is if Levi happens to... Take the money elsewhere. Right. Next year, and we don't get anything from another club as a pinch hitter, then the list that we've got, who can pinch hit to help Cruz? Now, you could go with the Phillips, and a lot of clubs don't do the two Ruckman I don't situation. Want, I don't want to do it. I don't want to okay, do well, that. Okay, well, uh, not a lot of clubs do that. Does anyone want two Ruckman? Do we want to be carrying two Ruckman? You know, uh, not every week. No. 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 Okay, so, so what are you left with? You're left with the pinch hitter being... You don't want to go down the path of Charlie or Mackay. Mm, Certainly not. Definitely not. Certainly not. So you're left with, on your list, you're left with... um, If Alex Silvani's right, he goes down back. You've got Rowe. Who comes back, yep. Who comes back. So you're left with um, either Rowe or Jones as a pinch hitter. Not... We don't necessarily have to go out looking for this pinch hit second mm. ruckman. We could actually have it there. So I'd like to see Jones in the role perhaps this week. 
as a trial. But I, as a trial, but oh. I do realise that I'd like to see him play on Joey Danaher mm. too, just mm. quietly. So, mm. and so I'd like I. to see Hooker go. Um, I'd like to see Weeding go to Hooker. So, but it could be the conundrum that we've got because you do have McCready who didn't play either. Don't think he played. Don't the, think he played no, the reserves. No, no, he was know. just a. He was a spare. He was omitted. He was. Um, so McCready can come back in. He's he's as tall as Weedering. Um, give him up up his ante a little bit. Throw him someone a bit more. Um, Not Joe Danaher. No, no. But I'd perhaps perhaps throw him on hooker. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Well, Andy. Well, they've got, the got, other, they've, got Stewart. they've got they've got the other one too. Stewart's the other one. They've got the well, three. Who does Marchmont play on? Well, he I, tries to peel off and play on no well, one. That's right. Yeah. Well. well, no, no, well no. Yeah. Oh well, all I'm saying is there's there, yeah. there we're still op- as thin as we're getting. So so get back to Jacks. Are you no, 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 no way, mate. Okay, I right wouldn't on. play him in a pink fit. Okay, right you? No, he's not part of the future. No, fair enough. What about you? Oh, not on, not on, not based on one game, yep. and I don't know how well he even played on the weekend, but not on the evidence of a of a fairly sizable uh, well, sample. Okay. Yep, yeah, no, fair enough. That's probably fair enough. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm not advocating that he does come in. I'm just throwing it out there that if in the in the uh, Tawana fairness, which we've you know we've given everyone a look at it this mm. year, we played 39 of our players. Jax has had a good game on the weekend. I'm just being devil's advocate here because mm. I'm not. Four goals doesn't necessarily mean he's ticked all the boxes. No, no, it doesn't. No, but he got back and took an intercept mark late. He got one yeah, of his goals in the okay. last quarter by laying a tackle. Okay. Like, so they're, they're the things that you want to hear. They, it wasn't all Joe the Gooses, in, yeah, a, in okay. other words. you know. Okay. So I'd prefer to take the word from somebody who saw the four quarters in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll be reading Josh Fraser's... Um, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, Notes. I'll, yeah. I'll be reading them to have a look at... Uh, because he's been... Not scathing of Jacks, but every time he's given him a little pat, his last few words are, but we want him to do more else in other mm. areas. Mm. So, you know, I mean, oh, look, it's a no from me. I, I, okay. I, I don't see him. I don't see him at the club in any capacity going forward. I just don't. You know, well, with Kerr Mackay, Charlie and Soss and... Whoever else is coming to the club, or whatever else we've got, no, I, I, I just don't see it. Okay, um, look, I, I'm, my cupboard's bare. I, I didn't even, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't review this game as hard as I've reviewed a few others. No, no, no. Others no. I, year, to be I just wanted to bring yeah, up on. one other thing, and I, I found this quite noticeable on the weekend. Our tackling technique, technique, okay, Glad you brought this up. leads <laughs> leads a hell of a lot to be desired. And I'm not talking about strength, and I'm not talking about broken tackles here, which is it's a byproduct of another thing. But I'm talking about technique here, and it was so clear to me the difference between the two sides. One side would would be uh, tackling perfectly; they would pin the arms and and pre- prevent our blokes from either disposing the ball or completely taking them out of whatever situation they were in. Our blokes would grab them around the waist, but not their arms. Mm. And they were so many times free to give the handball off and continue their phase of play. And it, it, it's the difference between killing the contest at that point of the ground mm. or allowing a transition all the way up to the other end of the ground. And it, it, it's not just in this match. I have noticed it. Not probably to not the same degree, but it was just it was a stark contrast on the weekend. Now I know we used to get rugby coaches in at the club, and it was it was a high point at a number of times for I don't know at what you know what times uh, this was sort of brought in as a highlight thing, but clearly at the moment it's not being drilled and trained properly and. I think it needs to be nipped in the bud very quickly because it, it's something, again, when you're not doing these things properly, it just makes you burn more energy. Mm-hmm. You end up having to chase when you yeah. don't have to chase. Yeah. You end up having to do two jobs instead of one. You, you know, it, it's it's just, it's not good, mate. And it's got to be changed. It, there are a number of facets of our game that seem to be deteriorating a bit at the moment. But that was one that was... Very I know you're talking about technique, and I'm not 
saying you're wrong, but I reckon I did write down no tackling intensity. Now you're talking about technique. I'm talking about sticking well, it. Right? There's two. There's there's yep. two things. One one you should bring to the table every week, regardless, yep. and that's a minimum standard that you should be bringing. But I'm talking about technique, which yeah, is a, which is it's a separate. It thing. is different. Yeah. Uh, so I invite you to have a look and, and just no, no, compare no, the is. two teams. Well, but... my, my observation about it does come back to fatigue. I reckon they just they can't. And it's a young team, obviously. I'm not talking about young blokes no, here. Yeah, well, I was. I reckon they're not what I'm talking about. I know. I know it's not what you're talking about. But what are we talking about? You're talking about technique, which can be taught. But even young blokes, when you talk, when you're talking the difference between um, a 81 kilo ten gamer trying to no no yeah I, that's I'm not I'm not expecting things that are out of reason here. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about seasoned footballers okay, who should righto. know better. Yeah, righto. Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. That's yep. not the kids. Yep. Um. Right. Well, I'm done. My my cupboard's bare. You got anything left, Bagsy, before you wrap it up and we do the votes? Yeah, no, not not really. Just on the resis, I would really hope that somehow we can manufacture uh, a bit of finals because would we get some players back into that side from the seniors? For sure. Oh, no you, doubt. you do get... No doubt. But th- there is some clause there. Yeah, that I'm, criteria I'm not, involved. Yeah. I don't know what they are. I don't know what it is, but it's... You've got to have played a certain number of games at VFL. And that, so, Paul will be able to tell you, but yeah. minus, you've got to have played a certain number of games at VFL level mm-hmm. to qualify, or all players are available if Your both sides. sides are playing on the same weekend. Right. So right. Well, it would be open. It's not going to happen. Gonna happen. Yeah. So... You've got to have played a certain number of games, and can, if you've played too many games in the I don't AFL, think, no, no, I, well, again, I stand to be corrected, but I don't think that precludes you from going back to the VFL. I think you've just got to play a minimum number of games at VFL well, we might, level. We might get to get you in. Well, this is what I'm saying. We started the year saying that it, it's really important. I think the coach, one of them, said that it's important for us to make the finals. He in did the reserves. say that. He said yeah. that the night of, yeah, of that, the, yeah, yeah, of yep. that night you went to. Yep. So. If we do happen to flum getting in the finals, you might get a final or two. Just give them a little bit of exposure. And the likes of maybe Fisher and Cunningham and um, Jonesy. Carriage, uh, Carriage, Mackay. Uh, yep. um, you, know, you might get half a dozen back in there that will make a difference. Won't even win a final. That'd Wouldn't that be beautiful. great? You Wouldn't know? it be lovely? It'd, it'd be fantastic. It'd be fantastic for all the. Jones. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely Jonesy as well. Yeah, shit, yeah. No, uh, yeah, it'd be great to see them. Uh, but they've got a tough round too, I think. A tough few rounds to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they've got to hang in there. I mean, they're, they're, they're stretched to breaking point. We know oh, that. For sure, know, for sure, for sure. As the whole club is at the moment. Um, mm. There's been a few requests for people, to for me to declare what I know from a trade perspective. Oh, yeah, I did make a comment about yeah, that. Yeah, you got in. You got into me. I'll call me old splinters. You just want me to pull rabbits out of me ass more than sitting on the fence. Um, here's the bottom line. No one knows anything. I mean, honestly, the mail I got seven weeks ago when we talked mm. about Jacob Hopper, yeah. it was as red hot as it could have been. It was, it was basically, I can say it now because it looks like you're going elsewhere. Yeah. It was basically done deal. Hmm. Hopper's coming. Well, it's got to be worked out, but we're going to get Hopper, and there might be something else attached, hmm. or Hopper might be the add-on. Just, but one way or another, Hopper's coming to the club. So, I think I might have mentioned it, it briefly in passing on an earlier podcast. Well, since then, Geelong now bobs up as a key front runner. Now I'm hearing Essendon is into Hopper, and they look like Joe Watson looks like his days are done. So Hopper goes into the Joe Watson position. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Um, so that's how these things move. I'm just using Hopper as an example of what was once can often be no longer, in not in the beat of a heart or the twinkling of an eye, but it can happen pretty quickly. Mm. Word gets out that this guy's gettable, and then bang, they feast. And um, there's all sorts of things get layered in and thrown in and added on. And before you know it, what was being told to you as done, that's out the door, gone. Yeah, I remember last year telling me that Fife was coming to Carlton. 
I didn't tell you that. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, you you told me Fife was coming no, to Carlton. You told me. You right, told me no. Fife was coming to Carlton. You said, I've been oh. told Fife's coming to Carlton. I said, you are fanning and whistling Dixie. <laughs> he talks Dixie. too much. He talks too much. You can't you remember can't, what he says. You can't remember. You can't remember what you said. You're an idiot. You <laughs> said Fife was coming to Carlton. <laughs> oh, my God. I never said Fife was coming to Carlton. I'm, I'm going to punch your lights out. Pro- prove to me where I said nothing oh. Fife was coming to I can't Carlton. prove it. How can I prove it? Because you're making it up. Oh, my Lord. Uh, votes, Geckman. All right. Uh, I think I've only got this eight this quick. week. Um, I've got two, three voters here. Um, I thought Kerridge, as we alluded earlier, um, I think he benefited, as I said, uh, from a result of the attention Gibbs and Murphy tend to get, the workload and expectation of the captain and uh, Gibbs's previous uh, game and going into this game. He got off the leash a little bit more than the others. And I thought Charlie uh, probably deserved three in the end. I know he... Probably went out of it a little in the last quarter. He's He probably copped a few bangs and scrapes along the way that sort of uh, uh, blunted his edge a little bit. But uh, I thought, given the fact that he had to do inside, outside, back line, forward line, contested everything, mm. uh, it just mm. uh, showed he showed the level uh, that he's capable of um, and, and the sign of things to come. Two votes to Doherty, Murph, and SBS. Um, serviceable games, but we could we should probably expect a little bit more from the senior players than what they've shown. Whether they're capable or carrying stuff, I don't know. Uh, and one vote each to Wright, Jones, and Levi. Uh, a few consolation votes there. Yeah, uh, pretty similar. I think I've got uh, nine blokes in the votes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, eight <laughs> blokes in the votes only. Eight, only eight. I gave uh, Charlie three for exactly what Gecko said. I think he's coming on leaps and bounds. Uh, I gave SPS three. I thought he was really super. Um, and I gave Murphy two. Kerridge two. I gave Levi two. Gibbs one. Doherty one. Wright one. That's my uh, round out. Have I gone? Why do, I must have gone mad here. I've given Levi three. Am I out of? Am I? I gave him two. I've give, well, given him one. Yeah, so one, two, three. I've given Casbold three. I thought it was um, as consistent a game that he's put together. I thought he was an ever-present threat. Um, I thought he he kicked the ball well. Um, I, against the odds, I thought Casbold. I thought he was very good. I gave Casbol three. Kerridge, I gave three. Um, I thought he beat Selwood on the night. Petreski Seaton, I gave three as well. He, you mentioned you were raving about him. Ten tackles, thirteen contested possessions, thirty-six pressure acts. Yeah, no, these thirty-six times he affected yeah. them he when they had the ball he in their hand. Yeah. Uh, two to Murphy. I, 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 I had him down at one, and then I noticed he had thirty-nine pressure acts. I didn't notice it, but somebody counting the stats did, so I elevated it because the number is what it is. Two to Kerno, two to Doherty, one to Mackay, one to Wright, one to Gibbs. Uh, that's it for you, Lukey. We are done and dusted for um, for another week. Um, we're a bit flat. We'll bounce back. Yeah, we'll get We'll get You need the got... elephant juice, I think. Yeah. Can we still get that anywhere? Oh. Where are you going to get your, where you get your magical pills from, back? It's the ones you're telling us about. Thailand. <laughs> they come from Thailand, don't they? They're the uh, ones that got incident into all I'm that trouble. I'm a little trouble. bit stiff on that. Right. <laughs> Can um, you get your man to just uh, pop down to Pretty Park this week for us? Yeah, yeah. We can do what, so they can harden up a little bit. Oh, um, don't any heart attacks oh, down you'll there. More yeah. Twitter, you're getting more Twitter conversations coming your way. With that sort yeah, of stuff. oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just the, the, the last four rounds, and they are Essendon, West Coast, Hawthorne, and Sydney. Uh, we can, I totally appreciate the fact that it's wearing thin. I know that guys will be hurting. I know that there's, there's, you know, the the youngsters that we've got in will be hurting. Um, but we need to get something out of these four games, at least one or two of them, just to for their own self-esteem and the club, coaches, supporters. You've got to find something, boys. They just got to find something mm. to 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 lift the spirits a little bit, and don't just drop off the edge and you know just drift on drift off into the sunset. It's not. 
It's not what he believes in. It's not what the coach believes in. I can tell in his voice that he wants more out of them. Yeah, you're right. He's pretty sure he knows that there's not much more to give. But you know what? Sometimes when you think you haven't got much more to give, you do find something. And I'm not talking about a win here. I'm not looking at the four points at all. But I think if we can come away from one out of these last four thinking... Jesus, what a performance that was! Mm, you know, mm. we had performances this year when two, three, like we had benches of one. Yep, a spot on. Right. Yep. They they can this group. I'm trusting that they are not going to capitulate. Let's hope so. That's the. I think that's the hope of all Carlton supporters. Uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. You could give us a little pick pick us up if you wouldn't mind. Just you know, subscribe. Maybe give us a little five star if you would yeah, mind. Yeah, we That'll need we need happy. some. Uh, just... Yeah, but dropped off the perch. The, 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 the bloody, uh, <laughs> it's not getting the sting salute from anyone any, either down there. They're yeah. they're clearly not listening. There's no solidarity yeah. there. Uh, you know what we no, do have to right. do next week? We've what? got to give an update of who's winning our best and fairest. Because oh my god, it, we haven't done that for ages. Well, the thing is, it's on Twitter, but we got I don't know thirteen hundred Twitter followers. Yeah. If we've got say twelve, thirteen thousand listening, and they're not Twitter followers, they don't Spot know where on. the hell, Spot on. where the hell, who's what, and where. Oh, I can tell you, Doherty is the leader. Gibbs and Murphy are close. Oh, not close, but they're equal second. I think Cruz is up around about fourth, and then um, well, uh, Cripps was up there about fifth. Well, he's not going to play anymore. Simo's up there somewhere, and Charlie's making a late surge, but. Uh, Doherty, I think. Well, uh, there's your update. Well, well I know. Well, I can't remember exactly no, what the we figures should, no, are, we but no, we should, um, you know what I mean. Like, no, no, probably I think sort I of people yeah, thinking, good. "Hang on, I mean, I don't even know what." What are they talking about? Yeah, yeah, they give boats, but I don't know what they are. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> we'll get. We'll, that, that's after we uh, award the number. We had any good twenty fives uh, after nah, the number? No good twenty fives after the number next week. We'll give the um, the Lukey Ryan Carlton Show Best and Fairest leaderboard update for everyone. How's that sound? The countdown, right? Yeah. Consider it done. We'll see you next week, folks. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blue.